to Pop of Color Pod. I'm Ruby. And I'm India. We're two women of color recapping all things Bravo through our personal lens. As women of color, we like to focus on the underrated Bravo shows with inclusive casts. And if we're feeling generous, we'll add even more Bravo sprinkles on top. Ruby, don't forget that as we catch up on the Bravo chaos, we also like to catch up on the chaos of our lives. And there's never a shortage of that. Here's this week's episode. Let's pop off. people how's everyone everyone doing on this lovely friday it's india all by herself just like ruby did a few weeks ago my dearest dearest ruby is in uh where is she somewhere she breathed in the atlanta air she said for a couple of hours which i stand but she's somewhere off with her family having a Wonderful time, I'm sure, touring wineries and living her best life with her dog Hershey and her lovely parents. And I just hope she's having the best trip so far. She's been gone maybe a day. Um, And I already miss her in spirit. I know I will always have her. Okay, anyway, welcome to Pop of Color Podcast with India and Ruby in spirit. And yeah, I have never recorded by myself before, so I'm a little, I don't know, but um, it'll be a good time. Hopefully I'm not too long-winded. If I am, just keep listening, even if it's on mute, because we would really appreciate the listens. And I'll just like get out of my shell as we go. I also have a glass of sangria next to me. I know here in Atlanta it is one o'clock in the afternoon. But um, I'm nervous, and so I poured myself a glass of sh- a glass of sangria in a cute little coupe, like it's a uh, martini or something. And we're just gonna like we're just gonna do this, okay? All right. Also, the sangria is is great. I got this recipe from um, I think Instagram, and the first time I made it was during Thanksgiving, and I made it with a rosé, and you just need like apple cider um ginger ale like some fruits i put cranberries in that one like frozen cranberries and apples and that was delicious i also put in a little bit of triple sec because i had it on hand and i was just like why not you know whatever i wanted it to be a little stronger hey so um this time i used red wine which y'all i'm a fan of the trader joe's uh two buck chucks which are now four bucks they're four buck chucks actually and particularly the cab and the um what's the the red blend are the ones that are high up on like the review list and those are the ones I personally as a fake wine connoisseur love so I used their red wine blend I think and I put in the rest of the apple cider that I had I put in a splash of ginger ale um and added some apples, sliced apples, and then added the rest of the triple sec I had, which wasn't much, maybe like half a cup. And yeah, it's delicious. Like it does the job. I think I will be nice and warmed up as we record this. So yeah, anywho's, um, what's new in my neck of the woods? Let's see, I'm just hanging on by a thread. It's the end of the year. Um, as you guys know, I'm in real estate and you know, it's a little crazy right now. So if anyone listening has anyone in Atlanta that is looking to purchase or even rent, um, if you know anyone actually around the globe, because the broker that I'm with, we have a lot of, um, uh, 
what's the word? We can like expand, we expand out globally. And so if you have anyone that is needing to purchase in any state, any country, holla at your girl because I can refer them out to another great agent and you are helping me out because I get a referral. So yes, um, real estate's cool. You know, it's a up and down flowing process. Being an entrepreneur in itself is challenging. So shout out to all my entrepreneurs out there that are just Every day, hustling and grinding, aligning themselves to make it out here. And um, just everyone in general because, you know, the holidays are rough for some. So I'm sending virtual hugs to literally everyone that's listening to this. I hope you feel my energy of positivity because your girl just um, is is just that way, okay? Um, what else has been going on? I've been working out consistently, so I've become a Pilates girl, and not necessarily because of Lori Harvey, even though like her body is slamming. I have always been into like low impact, minus, well, kind of, um, a mix of low impact and high impact because I used to be a track runner. I played sports <clears throat> every year in high school. Never really committed to anything because what is commitment? I'm just kidding. Um, which I wish I would have, but I, um, yeah, I've always been into like yoga and like lifting. And I feel like Pilates is a mix of the two and this in the sense of like body weight, because you're doing like your stretches, you have like the sense of like, um, being in the now and the present. And it's really like soothing for your body, but at the same time, you're working really hard with like your body weight. And so I've been doing a lot of that and I'm sore as fuck. Um, I took a break today and did some cardio on the treadmill, which was great. And yeah, I've just been really consistent telling myself we're going to work out Monday through Friday, get on the mat, do something, move your body. Even, even if it's for 15 minutes, let's just do something. So that's been great. Um, I don't know. Life's great. You know the rest. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Um, hmm. Ruby's going to kill me because I'm going to do my poppy and poopy of the week myself. And she's going to kill me for this poppy because she is not a fan. She might be more of a fan of one of them because of Winterhouse, but I'm going to say it anyway. And that is Giggly Squad. I'm not here to obviously promote other people's podcasts because, hello, we have our own. But I do enjoy hearing them on a platform that is not Bravo. And I will say this because, like, last week I think I mentioned that the Bravo fans are, right, like, they go hard, very hard. Um, And we have to remember that we don't know these people in real life. This is a personality of them that is displayed on TV. And so I like seeing the personalities outside of that. And I like knowing that, like, they're human too. And they're just not, like, what we're seeing on TV is sometimes different than who they are in real life and that's totally okay with me um not everyone is a bethany not everyone is a sonia not everyone i don't know why i'm mentioning all the roni cast maybe it's because i've been watching a lot of roni lately um old seasons and that's just what it is um poopy of the week goes out to wow i i don't have a poopy of the week um i don't know who's who is shit in this world um, gosh, honestly, actually, we'll go out to Bethany this week. Bethany Frankel. Um, some people might not like that, but whatever. I just think that she's just really shady when it comes to 
the Real Housewives stuff, right? Um, and just the way that she like talks about it on on TV, it's a little like cringy for me as far as like her relationship with Andy Cohen. So I don't know what show she was on. She was on that show, not Good Morning America, but um, who are, who are those ladies? I don't remember their names, but they, I think they used to be on Good Morning America. I don't know. I don't watch the news or TV, um, live TV like that. So anyway, she was on there talking about her new housewife podcast and just mentioning she hadn't talked to Andy since she launched the podcast. And I think she's missing the point that, um, at least it was speculated that Andy, I think offered her to do the podcast on his network and she declined it. And then went ahead, went on and do to do, to do it herself. And I feel like what she's missing, and I think she's missing this when it comes to like her TikToks and just in general, she's just one of those people. I wouldn't say she's like a victim, but it's just a very like woe is me, like why is everyone attacking me type of mentality. And I don't know if she really does the like reflection work of like, oh, how did I contribute to this? What is my accountability in this? Um, and so it's hard to watch just the spiral of her recently because I'm just less the the more she talks the less and less I'm a fan of her um honestly truly um and yeah so that's how I feel about that she'll be my poopy of the week I really just came up with that off the dome I haven't watched winter house this week yet what's today Friday I haven't watched that yet I know that came on yesterday um but so one of them Craig Austin, whoever they might be a poopy, you know, they always are. Fuck it. Um, we're just going to go with that. I'm going to take a short break and then I will be back to discuss uh, Potomac, Family Karma, and um, what was the other one? <laughs> oh, Salt Lake. All right. Hold on. Okay. So. Uh, Potomac, this Miami trip is really reminiscent to me of Scary Island in the sense that there's so much chaos that I don't really, I can't wrap my head around it. It's just like chaos that just is, that doesn't make sense. And I feel like Scary Island, Scary Island was a lot of chaos that just didn't really make sense. And it was just kind of like a big stream of consciousness of chaos. And this trip is just very reminiscent of that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go through and just like, say everything that happens because that's like the thing that Ruby does and you know I don't, I don't really know but let's just get into it so um yeah we're still at the freaking restaurant I'm so over this bar one I'm so over Patricia I just I just wish that I don't know the Bravo fans went really hard about this and I know I mentioned this last week but y'all went really hard when it came to this drink. And yes, throwing a drink on someone is disrespectful. And in real life, someone throws a drink on me, I'm throwing hands because yeah, we're just not. But in housewife world, throwing a drink is not that big of a deal. We see it on every single fucking franchise, every single fucking franchise, even Beverly Hills that everyone holds to the highest level of these women, they don't do that and whatever. Like every single fucking franchise, of the housewives, someone gets a drink thrown on them, a drink thrown on them. So this whole debacle of the drink and it being a colorist thing, it just really went to levels that it just didn't need to go. And so I really don't want to rehash that. Um, both of the people were wrong. Both of them embarrassed themselves. 
Both of them need to take accountability, period, the end. What I will say is that I do not agree with the philosophy. I agree with the philosophy of ride, ride or die in public and in private telling my friend they're wrong. And so what that looks like is if my friend, for example, is throwing a drink on someone, right? Like if I was Karen, throwing a drink on someone, well, I don't know if this is the right instance because in this, Karen is friends with both Wendy. Is she friends with Wendy? That's the, that's the major question. I don't even know if she's really friends with Wendy. Like, and that may be where Mia is coming from, but in a normal situation, that is not housewives, I'll say. If my friend does something like throwing a drink on someone in public, I'm going to just execute her from the situation and tell her in private, like, we could have handled that a whole different way. But I'm going to have my friends back in public because the public doesn't need to see us being against each other. Like, that will just fuel the fire. It needs to be something set in private. Um so I don't know, like, if I agree with Karen on this. Now, if her and Wendy and, you know, she's friends with Wendy, she's friends with me, if that's the case, then, you know, it, that's a hard situation to be in. And I would tell both of my friends, like Karen did, like, y'all are both fucking wrong. Like, you shouldn't have been talking. So, like, I hate the way that people say, like, use your words. Like, your words. Like, why is it okay that... You apparently can't do anything you want to do, but you can say whatever you want to say. That's not, in real life, especially in the black community, that's not the case. You say what you want to say, but guess what? Whatever my reaction is, don't be pissed. If I fight you and I'm not above and I don't, you know, go high as Michelle Obama said one day, don't be upset that you get your ass handed to you. Don't be upset that I dog walk you. I'm sorry. That's just, that is the, um culture that I'm from and yes I have I am above that and I have really done a lot of work to not be that person but I'm just saying in general just don't be surprised like don't act like you can say whatever you want and not get your ass handed to you and so I just don't believe in that like type of philosophy and I don't understand why people are coming at Robin and Giselle so hard and I'm not a Giselle fan I'm not even really a Robin fan I mean I think me and Robin have a lot of similarities in the sense of like our personalities and like mentalities and um I think if I were a housewife I would be like a Robin because I just don't like I'm just not like a mm, my personality isn't like a Giselle but um the fact that A is like saying you know Mia's wrong and all Mia did and I'm not okay let me not say all but what Mia did wasn't nearly as extreme as what Monique did I don't they're apples and oranges Monique handed Candace's ass to her, which Candace kind of deserved. I don't know. Like, I might get some backlash for that. Because, again, you can't say what you want to say and think it's so shit's going to be sweet because it's not. It's not. And, I mean, Monique, wig snatched. <laughs> Drinks were thrown. Actual glasses broken and face. Like, that was extreme. And so, like, I just don't like this, like, space that they're taking it to. But I don't also like that they are, like that Wendy feels excluded, that Wendy is like made out to be like the one that's in, the only one that's in the wrong because they're both in the wrong. And I think that that's just human nature. Like if Robin and Giselle already don't like Wendy, why would they be comforting her? That makes no fucking sense. And I need people that are under that R-H-O-P hashtag to understand what would you do in that situation? If you don't fuck with somebody, why would you then 
like comfort them. No, you would just be neutral in the situation. Like, all right, everyone's good. Like, yeah, both of y'all were wrong. I'm just here to have a good time. That's really how it would be, honestly and truly. Her friends did what they did and they went and saw her and had lunch with her and comforted her because that's what friends do. But why would you expect someone that's not your friend to do that? That just makes no sense. Absolutely none. Um, so yeah, I just, I just need people to remember the human nature of situations. Okay. Just please. Um, what else is happening? Uh, they go to the beach. Um, oh, before they go to the beach, um, and even before lunch, they all get in the car, Candace, Ashley, and Karen. Karen tells Mia, I'm going to go check on my friend, Wendy. And of course, Mia didn't like that, but Mia has to respect it because it's like, okay, we're, I'm both of y'all friends, whatever. Because I mean, Mia's doing a lot in the situation too, but we'll get to that. And Candace and Ashley, they don't owe. I mean, now they could just tell the group like, hey, we're going to go check on Wendy, make sure she's good. But they don't owe that to Mia. And I'm so confused that Mia is saying like, I paid for this house, so y'all need to find another place to stay. A, I don't fuck with bitches who kick people out. <laughs> and maybe I'm a little triggered. Um, and I don't fuck with like this sense of entitlement that she has when it comes to that. That will say that will be where I say that she she's wrong. Um, and also why is she paying for the house? Isn't Bravo paying for the house? Why is why do we have the storyline of I'm paying for this house? Do they get like a stipend per per season of like hey this is your stipend for the events that you want to throw and they utilize that for things like I'm so confused as to why she said that because it just doesn't make sense to me um but yeah I just I don't like it and and I would have told me like fuck off honestly fuck off um they're at the beach Mia I mean Mia and Jacqueline have this weird I mean it's not really a weird relationship because I'm kind of like this with kind of like this with my friends like we dress in front of each other like if we needed to shower with one another like we would it's really no big deal like I one of my best friends we're on FaceTime and she's naked I'm naked like you know like wash not washing ourselves off but like putting on lotion like changing like whatever it is it's just not a big deal um and like if you've ever been to a strip club like or you know, like anything like that, it's just not, the human body just isn't, isn't a big deal. So I didn't understand why they were, Giselle was making a big deal, big deal out of them like showering. Cause it just honestly wasn't that big of a deal. But I will say that Jacqueline and Mia have a interesting dynamic. Um, and I think Jacqueline also mentioned this episode that Mia and Wendy are the same in the sense of like, they're the top dog and no one can go against them or it's like a bad situation like it's like two uh bulls fighting and just horns hitting that's very Taurus of me because I'm a Taurus rising um but I do agree with that and I feel like low-key like she has so much pent-up like resentment towards Mia that she just doesn't vocalize and it's coming out a little bit on on this here Bravo so that's gonna be interesting to see throughout the rest of the um, season. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing else really happened. I thought it was hilarious seeing Robin rubbing on that little boy. She was like, ooh, muscles. And he was, what, 21? Like, I mean, she can't do anything with that. Like, and I hate that people again were like, I wish, I'm so glad Juan Dixon isn't here right now. I mean, I thought it was funny, but it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. 
and I doubt Juan is intimidated or cares. And that's not to say that Juan is cheating on her. I hate that people were saying like, oh, he's got his own little bit, like side chick or whatever. Like, we can like make jokes, but not jokes like that are hurtful, you know? Like, uh, people, I don't know, Twitter's just been insane since Elon Musk bought it. I mean, it was insane before with people's opinions because not every opinion is valuable. I'm sorry. Not every opinion is valuable. I said it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, hmm, hmm. I'll leave it at that. Um, so also Robin questioning the lump on Mia's ass. I was weak that she was like, yeah, um, I think both of them were wrong, but of course I'm going to be more team Mia because I don't fuck with Wendy. Again, the reality of the situation. But then she just turns around and goes, hmm, I don't see that lump on her ass. Like, I also wonder if, you know, because rumor on the streets, word on the streets, as Giselle would say, that, um, what's her name? Mia had um, a uh, BBL. And you know, some BBLs go wrong, some are go right. And I don't think she had the best BBL job. I think she had a skinny BBL for one, because it's not very extreme, like you can't tell too much. And so I love, you know, I've had some friends get skinny BBLs, um, because Atlanta, but, um, and I mean, you can still tell when it's great work. And so Maybe she just didn't go to like a great doctor or her body is like rejecting it. Like there are so many health, other health things that could be going on that have caused the um, tumors. Are they tumors or I don't know the, the terminology for it, but I just, the girl said she was sick. She went to the doctor, leave it alone. I just don't, I don't understand it. I know that they need to have something to talk about, but sure. Um, I was also weak that Sharice was pretending to be Mia's secretary and like, responding to the group chat because Ashley in the group chat was like basically um I'm my stuff I, my my stuff is saying where it's at you're not moving me I shall not be moved I'm gonna be in the house deal with it the fact that Sharice was like nope you're out of the house and then sending another one being like JK I thought that was hilarious I'm so sick of Patricia I don't even want to talk about it anymore I just don't want to see him on my screen anymore I heard he was on love and marriage on um, the DC one if you want to be on reality TV, if you want to be a reality TV star, say that. Just say that. And go on your own reality TV show. I'm sure he's propositioned Bravo for a bar one type of show like Candy and the gang that got canceled. I'm sorry, Candy. It That was just not good. It was just not good TV. Like, just like Portia's family, whatever. It just wasn't good TV. I'm sorry. It just wasn't good TV. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of done. The last scene was of... Candace and Wendy going to um, see Trina. The fact that there are people in this world that don't know who Trina is disturbs me because she's the baddest bitch. Period. Okay. And that should, that needs no explanation. I'm not going to get here on here and sing any Trina right now, but just know if you see a fly bitch, um, what is it? Nigga, holla, don't trip, break her off a few dollars, take her on a few trips, period. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and I'll be back with Emmy Carmen. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. Um, I don't know how long I've been recording. We're going to try to keep this under an hour. Oh, 25 minutes. Okay, cool. We're going to try to keep this under an hour because I know I'm long-winded and you guys don't want to hear me that long. 
Also, before we get into family karma, I discovered that my second house is in Gemini, which at first disturbed me because Geminis are aloof as fuck, aka Kanye, aka a couple of my really, really good friends, one of them being my best friend. Um, you Geminis are just insane, but at the same time, creative geniuses. Like, I love the creative genius of Geminis. Like, Kanye's a problem. His anti-Semitic, everything he's doing right now is a problem. And I just honestly think it's lack of proper care when it comes to his bipolar disorder, which anybody that's been in the, in the psych field can see from a mile away. Um, and so I, I'm honestly sending him like healing in that way, like for his mental health and whatever else he's going through. Because, I mean, he also has to pay $2,000 a month and child support me and john got into it a little spat over that him being on kanye's team me being on kim's team because i will be so quick to take a man to court for child for child support like i wouldn't even blink an eye okay um and you know like obviously i don't know let me not get into it <laughs> what was i saying my second house is in gemini wow i went on such a tangent my second house is in Gemini, and that's like, basically what that means is in business, I thrive in careers and endeavors that involve communication, that involve um, healing, like, of, like you know, um, of people, and vocalizing and expressing myself in that way. And so, I mean, a podcast is perfect, honestly. And for me to do that and also um, like being in real estate and then I was a, a mental health counselor for years. So I'm like, damn, I'm right where I need to be. <laughs> anyway, moving forward, um, family karma. Where did we start? We started at Brian's house. The All the parents came together. I think it's so intriguing that they have blended the um, South Asian culture with like West Indian because in like a little bit of a history lesson of like Indians like going from India and like moving to like the Caribbean is also a um, lesson and so the, the fact that his dad is Guyanese is so interesting to me I have um, a friend who's Guyanese and she gave me a little bit of cultural lesson on that too. And I, I think it's just so interesting. I think they're gorgeous. The food is amazing. And um, yeah, I really like that they like in Family Karma that they uh, educate, that they're educating us on the Indian and West Indian culture. Anyway, that's cool. Um, brunch. Brunch, Amrit, um, Nicholas, Vishal, Brian, Anisha, and Risha all went to brunch. Um, Russia, of course, told Shaw not to drink. And here he is drinking at drag brunch, which I mean, I'm, I would want to drink at a, bra a drag brunch too, to, to be fair. Um, but I mean, I think he has to realize that Risha, Risha put these, these rules, like she put her foot down because he fucked up. He fucked up. And I think later on in the episode, she was with her friend um, Avni and explained to her, like, it's not just about, yeah, I was pissed about, like, the wedding. Because I will be pissed, too. And um, I have a man who is very on the level of that, like, very, like, Vishal and, um, <laughs> and um, Kyle. <laughs> 
And not in the sense of like abusing women, because Vishal isn't that way at all, but just like liking to have a good time and like getting carried away. And so, but for her, it was very like health wise. Like he has Crohn's disease. He complains about like feeling terrible and then goes and drinks. Like it's more of a health thing of like, hey, like let's like cut back on your drinking for your health. And so I think that that's a hard thing to do is like trying to convince someone to do something that's good for their health and them just going the opposite direction. Like it can be so frustrating. And so it is very frustrating to see that Vishal is like, sorry, I, I had a drink. I was pissed too, honestly. Also this um, Nirja girl, like where is she on our screens? She has all the tea apparently and is nowhere to be found except for in photos. Oh my gosh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's the middle of the day here. I have work to do, I've been working. Obviously I just took a break to record this. So yeah, I got a call from the lender. I'll have to call him back. Hopefully it's good news about one of my buyers. So anyway, um, yeah, we're hearing about this rumor of uh, Rishi cheating on Monica. And it, I mean, it's just so messy. And I just don't like the fact that Amrit's like, I don't want to bring this up on screen. I should have never said this. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have texted that to Vishal. Or if you texted to Vishal being like, hey, yo, this is just for your eyes only. We're not going to talk about this on camera. But this is what Nia just said. Like, there needs to be some type of drama on the show. Obviously, like, drama is what makes reality TV. Like, we don't want to see... I mean, if we wanted to see a vlog, we would go to YouTube. Like, we want to see some type of drama. And so, um, I get it in that type of way, but I just, I feel bad for Monica and the situation and the fact that Brian is like, no, like, he's so serious about Monica, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's just hard to see because I just don't want to see anyone upset and... Avi, on her Instagram at least, like there are no pictures of him anywhere. I think there's one video because it's a collab video of them. And I guess the stuff from like promoting the show, but she has no, like he is nowhere to be found. She has gotten rid of him and moved on, I'm sure. Which, good for her. Okay. I think you really have to know what your tolerance is um, when it comes to men being unfaithful. And it happens, but like either you're willing to forgive or you're not. And just being honest with yourself about that. Anyway, moving forward, poor Bali and her house. Um, her ex is mad spiteful. Mad spiteful. The fact that he's like, all right, if you want me to pay our daughter's tuition, then I'm going to, we need to sell the house that I put a down payment on. That is awful. And I'm just wondering why she couldn't, I wonder how much the down payment was for the house and how much they got from the house. Like, did she make any money off of that? Like, yeah, he put the down payment for the house, but she paid the monthly bill, I'm guessing. And if he did the down payment, did she do the closing costs? Like, what was this agreement? What does that look like? Was it written down? Was it notarized? Like, did she make a profit off of selling the house? Like, I'm just really confused about that. But I'm sure that's sad for her because, like, I mean, fuck, men are so low vibrational and as a species in general. Um... Speaking of low vibrational men, if you live in Georgia, please go out there and vote. Even if you're not like a, oh, like I'm not really a voter. It's between Herschel, Herschel Walker, whatever his name is, and Raphael Warnock. Herschel Walker is 
the lowest of vibrations of men. And so just do yourself a favor, go out there and vote. Today is the last day for early voting in Georgia and the sixth is the day of like the runoff voting. So just do your part in this here society because if you want, like basically the Republicans want control of the Senate. And if you're not, you don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat or of any party to know what is good and what is wrong. And Herschel Walker is just, like I said, low vibrational. So just do yourself a favor, vote Warnock. Um, and just, yeah, like, let's show that like an idiot can't be in office. Like, let's stop letting idiots be in control of our society, even though it's bigger than that. I won't get into my conspiracy theories, whatever. Let's move on. All right. So back to family karma. Um, Rish and Monica discussing like moving in, um, and all of that. Also the fact that he said he turns his dishwasher on sanitize. I was like, huh? So I looked at my dishwasher and luckily I always have enough steam and sanitize. So I just feel like I'm doing my, my best to have the healthiest dishes in, in here. Um, that was, that was a lesson for me that probably wasn't meant to be. But anyway, um, just discussing moving in and Rish I like that he acknowledges like look we're gonna need a bigger space in this like and yes I want to be with you I love you I would never do anything to hurt you like whatever even though could be a lie I like that he's like let's be realistic and just like this market is crazy and we need a bigger apartment I'm gonna be on the hunt but we may just have to like push back our timeline of of that and the fact that Monica is like asking a million times, like, what's my role in life? What am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it gives me the ick because for me, and I'm not married, you know, um, but I like to say from the beginning, like, what my expectations are and let him, like, lead. And if, though, like, if, you know, a reminder every now and then is fine, but I feel like she's one of those types to be, like, all the time, like, so, so, like, when are we going to get, get, like, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And it's like, girl, chill out, like, like he told her to like chill the fuck out and the fact that she can acknowledge like maybe I'm being too controlling yes girl like chill the fuck out all right moving on um Anisha's parents I think it's so cute that her grandpa's always asking for vodka um give me more of the grandparents like he is they are so adorable and I like seeing that they were eating a flatbread Domino's pizza because honestly underrated under fucking rated i love me a flatbread pizza from domino's um and discussing like anisha whatever whatever i'll just move forward um anisha um told bali about the monica rich rumor um of course bali is like yeah just stay out of it because that's none of your business and you it should not come from you it should come from someone else that she's actually close to and friends with and that person is not you uh, I didn't really care about Brian's date with Avni. She's she just wants to be on the show. Let's just call a spade with a spade, and that's fine. And the fact that he was honest about living with his parents and his brother that would give me the ick if I was Avni. Like okay, and I know culturally, like yeah, <sighs> whatever. But there's just something about a man that has his own space. Okay, anyway, um, and doesn't have a roommate something about a man that just is completely independent oh and if he owns the house too whew. okay anyway um I liked the move that he pulled like with her sitting next to him and like trying the food and they kissed whatever I don't care um 
Apparently, everyone knows about the, the Rish rumor, which, all right, that is what it is. Um, Bali and Amr are getting pedicures, and Amr's like, I need to tell Monica. I'm going to tell. I'm going to come clean over dinner with her and Rish and just, like, bring it up. Whatever. Um, Rish's at Omni's house. Like I said, we talked about that with um, Vishal and his Crohn's disease, and then... Amra, Vishal, this was interesting to me. Amra, Vishal, and Brian went to have drinks and dinner. And um, Amra's like, I don't want to discuss the Risha Monica thing. And Brian's like bringing it up. And he, Amra's like, look, no one tell them about it. I'm going to talk to them about it because I'm responsible for this, which really Nicholas brought it up like at the dinner, but I mean at the brunch, but okay, whatever. Um, and Brian is like, whoop, whoop, I already like told him. I mean, he didn't say it, but he's like, damn, I already had a conversation with him. Which, I mean, when you're friends with somebody, you would too. You'd be like, hmm, just to know what to expect. Because you don't want anyone to be blindsided. And even the producer asked, like, were you trying to allow him to do damage control? And I didn't think about it in that way of like, dude, go through your phone, delete whatever, tell whoever what they need to know, like, whatever you know like just trying to fix the situation he's like no but we all know how men work because they're low vibrational and the thing about it is they're also low vibrational mentally and I always say like they're the worst cheaters because like they don't do things like damage control and they don't like plan and plot ahead like they don't think 10 steps ahead and women are always thinking like more like chess rather than checkers like they're just thinking oh next move and they're not really thinking like how is this gonna harm someone what are gonna be the effects of this nothing whereas women we're like huh like all right like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna plan this i'm gonna plan this like we're just so much smarter i'm sorry for anybody men listening just get your get your weight up all right um anyway that was family karma i'm excited for next the next episode because that's when um the, the real drama happens of them talking to Monica, Rish telling her, like, I lied to you. I don't know what that's about, but obviously something bad. So I'm excited to see that. And with that, we're going to take a break and come back for Salt Lake. All right. Your girl is back. Before I get into Salt Lake, um, I do want to touch on a couple of other Bravo shows that I dabbled into this week and am super excited about. The first one is Southern Hospitality, and that is a show with Leva and her cast of, um, I mean, her group of uh, worker, not workers, <laughs> her staff at her restaurant, um, what is it, the Republic, like, Garden Room or whatever, and I think one of them works at the Bubbles play, Bourbon and Bubbles, um, I think that's the right name of it, or Bubbles and Bourbon. Um, but it's so good so far. Like the first episode came out swinging. The cast is, I think that they're going to really excel. Um, my favorite so far are Maddie and, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Maddie and the guy that got fired. I need to like go back and look at my text messages with Ruby because we definitely talked about this the other day. Um, Mikhail. I also like him. Um, it's very like reminiscent of Vanderpump Rules because you can definitely tell Maddie is the Stasi, and her friend, uh, frenemy-ish Grace is the Kristen Doty, <laughs> and um, Mikkel is like Jax. No, okay, maybe not. That's extreme because 
Jax is a terrorist. Um, Mikkel is maybe like Tom Schwartz, but like a better Tom Schwartz in the sense of actually knowing what he's doing as a VIP host, not being so lazy, and being a go-getter. I think Tom Schwartz lacks that. Just saying. Um, but it's really good. The first episode, like I said, came out swinging, and so I'm really excited to see how that plays out. And I think, unlike Candy and the Gang, this is going to get another season, and it's not because of race or anything like that. I just think the, I mean, obviously, lack of viewership, because we see that Beverly Hills always has, like, millions of viewers. But Real Housewives of Atlanta did really well last season. Like, the reunions had over a million viewers. And so, I don't think it's a race thing. Candy and the Gang just wasn't good. Sorry, I said it. I said it. Um, and now we said it. And this is just starting out good. Like the first episode, Mikhail got got put on suspension because he was um, being the VIP host of a competing um, club, which is a no-no. You should fucking know that. Um, and then the Grace and Maddie drama of it all. And then Bradley. Oh, my gosh. Not Joe Bradley. Because he's going to get on my nerves. Joe Bradley, I can tell, is going to be the Sandoval. Okay? Um, but the Bradley, the, the black Bradley, who is, I guess, also a trainer. <sighs> Mayuki. Just gorgeous. Um, okay. The other show is Love Without Borders. So, as I've mentioned on here, I'm a 90-day fiancé. Married at first sight. Love is blind. Give me a show like that and I'm watching it, okay? I'm watching it because I just love shit like that. Um, and so it's kind of like that, but more like 90 Day Fiance. And this, it's like 90 Day Fiance mixed with Married at First Sight without the marriage. Because basically, like, they have a, a matchmaker. She comes and says, like, hey, we found you a match. Let's get the fuck out of here. And gives them, like, an hour to pack. I would be like the girl. I don't even know where her name was. <laughs> I have to, like, look up their names. But I would be like her. She was like, I'm having a panic attack. I need this camera turned off. I just need a second because I, ha I have anxiety. And I would be just like that because what? An hour? No way. I would have to be pre-packed. Like most of my stuff would have to be pre-packed knowing like I'm getting selected. Clearly they have a camera crew here. They're going to put me somewhere. Let me like pack up my toiletries. Like let me um, design, uh, very Capricorn of me, design some outfits in my head. Like let's get some of this shit together because I would be spazzing. Which reminds me, John has one of my suitcases and I need to get that shit back. Wow. I need to remind him. I think one of someone that he knows borrowed it. <sighs> anyway, um, moving forward, it's good. One the, like the girl I just talked about, she's Indian. She went to Dubai for her match and he is like, she was like, he's like Aquaman, but not really my type. What? Aquaman isn't your type. <laughs> Jason Momoa is not your type. Okay. Okay, bitch. Whatever. Um, what do you, what are you like a nerd? Mm. Um, but no, he is, he is very gorgeous and you can tell he's has, his family is some type of well off. Now the house isn't like super big and they all live together, but you know, he had, he drives a BMW. Um, he has some nice shoes on. He had, what are those shoes? Cause I have them too. Um, I can't remember. I couldn't remember yesterday. Um, he has like some very expensive shoes are like $600 shoes on, which of course is not a sign of wealth, obviously, 
but I can just tell he's like really responsible. He's a family man. Um, he's a, he very much cares about his family. He made that clear. They come first. Um, then there was a, another girl. She lived in her. She made her van into like a. I don't know. A, her she made her van into uh, um, a trailer ish without a bathroom, and she like just she's a singer songwriter. She went to Ireland, I think. I can't remember where she went. Um, but she was having a panic attack on the plane, and then was telling him like, "Yeah, I didn't sleep on the plane because I was so excited. Like, bitch, you didn't sleep on the plane because you were in the bathroom crying your eyes out, just scared to death." Um, so that was funny. Um, and then one of the other guys that they introduced, um, this black guy, I can't remember, he's from Atlanta. He went to Ghana, which they, um, didn't have like a shower head. So he had to like bathe in a bucket and he's a germaphobe. So that was funny. And then the other person, the other guy, he went to Paris, which I would want to go to Paris. And, um, his dude was there and that was, that was interesting. Also very interesting that like they expected them to sleep in the bed the first night that they, I mean, I guess that's very married at first sight of them. Um, two of the couples slept in the same bed because I guess they didn't have like a spare room. The guy from Dubai was, was respectable. He's like, I can sleep on the couch. You take the bed, which was really like a day bed judging, judging the bed. Never mind. Like the BMW and the shoes were great, but get a bed, an actual bed. Okay. Anyway. And then the other couple, the girl, the singer songwriter that went to Ireland, I think that's where she went. Um, they slept in the same bed and he had on red draws, um, and took off his clothes. He's like, I'll get naked. I'm like, all right, whatever. Anyway, I think the show's going to be good and I'm excited to see the drama because again, the drama is what I'm here for. Okay. I hope that they live thriving lives, but it's just nice to see other people's shit on TV. All right. So, um, without further ado, let me quickly get into Salt Lake City. Um, what happened? I just watched this last night. <sighs> We're at lunch with Heather, Dana, and Angie H. I just don't know why they keep trying to make Angie H happen. Fucking gross. Like, the fact that her and her husband did that weird ass, we're gonna make a fake page shit, you lost all my respect. <laughs> like, I wish my man, I wish John would try to make a fake page. Psh. He, he would never hear the end of it for me, honestly, truly. Um, anyway, they're discussing the trip. Dana is, Meredith is encouraging Dana to come as a guest of the guest, which let's just call a spade a spade. She's all invited on the trip because it's a cast trip, okay? Angie H isn't invited because she's just not none for you Gretchen Wieners, okay? Just nothing for you. Um just wants them to work it out. I think Dana fucked up by like poking the bear. Okay. Like, you know, nothing about Jen. And you're sitting here like, mm, like you just come at people and it's just very bullish. And yeah, she's just very expressive. She's a Sag. Isn't she a Sag? Is she a Libra with Sag rising and Capricorn moon? I think that's her chart. I think she's a Capricorn moon like me and Ruby. But that's Sag in her. Like, whew. Sag, air. Fire signs in general, they just come out swinging. They have no sense of manners. They have no sense of couth. They say what they want. They're very blunt. They don't really mean any harm by it. And that's like the tricky part. Like most of the time they don't mean harm in what they're saying, but it can be harmful. <laughs> and um, so yeah, that's that. And oh my God, another lender is calling me. <laughs> Wow, I hope it's good news about another pre-approval. Let's get it, bitch. Okay, anyway. So, 
Um, they're talking about that, whatever, whatever. Um, I just wonder if they will make Dana or Angie K. Cause we know Angie H ain't, ain't doing nothing, okay? Um, I just wonder if they are going to be in, like, maybe they're going to think about them being in the cast, depending on how the season goes, because inevitably Jen is going to the slammer. Um, so that'd be interesting to see, like, who they bring next season. Um, hmm. All right. So the fact that, and also the fact that Heather's like, I consider all of my friendships when it comes to Jen, but she doesn't consider. And it's like, what planet are you living on? Angie H trolled the fuck out of Jen and Lisa with a fake account. And you're sitting here saying you consider your friendships when it comes to Jen? (sighs) Heather is just exhausting me this season, honestly, truly. Anyway, so we move on. Meredith and Jen. Meredith shows up at Jen's house. And Jen's explaining Ramadan. And she's just like, I'm so glad that I have this time to reset. Because that's truly what Ramadan is um, for people of the Muslim community. And I tried it. Okay, so um, I have friends that um, that practice Islam. And um, my partner also does Ramadan. He's more spiritual than like religious, but Ramadan like is this time to like reset and like reflect. And so I tried to do Ramadan. Y'all, it is so hard. Like, because I think what you really need to do is like train your body like a week before Ramadan as far as like eating habits and stuff goes. Because just like going in there, just like without any type of preparation. Oh my gosh. Do you know how hard it is not to drink water all day? just not even a sip of water until like the sun goes down and like waking up at like four o'clock in the morning before sunrise to eat. I might try again next year because it really is like a good, like, like just like, um, reset body wise too. minus when it's when your period is on, they say you shouldn't do it when your period is on, but it's a good time to reset. And it's like, um, fast I mean it's fasting but it's like lent for some people like giving giving up certain things and so you know everyone needs like a little reset right so anyway she's like this is the what was most interesting to me about that was that in her confessional she's like this is like the time that you ask for forgiveness and forgiveness given for your sins and I'm like is this a slight admission sorry I like have the hiccups right now is that a slight admission to her guilt is it I counted as it. So I'm like, ooh, that was like low-key an admission of I need to be forgiven for my fucking sins of trying to steal or stealing from old people. Anyway, so um, Meredith is talking to her about Dana. No one fucking cares. Um, they're discussing how the truck got pushed back to July. And so like she's still dealing with that. And obviously now we know that the sentencing got pushed back to January, I think. And which is great. Like, it's nice that she gets to spend time with her family for Christmas, um, knowing that she has impending doom. I just wonder how long she's going to get put in jail. Because, I mean, she's going to jail. Okay? Period. Um, but I wonder for how long. So I wonder if also they're going to film the reunion. Because I don't know when... People are so fucking loud. 
in this hallway. Anyway, so I don't know when they're like when they're gonna film the reunion. Oh, they're filming it soon. I just saw that. So I wonder if they're well. Obviously, Jen's gonna be filming the reunion, but I think that that will be interesting um, to see. Also, making Meredith the CEO of Fun. In what world would Meredith ever be the CEO of Fun? I'd rather that be Heather or I mean Whitney, but I think Whitney has lost all hosting privileges after that trip. So. But Meredith is not a CEO of fun. Anyway, um, Whitney prepping for the trip, just just talking to her husband about like expecting for Heather to act like everything is normal and then Whitney's gonna explode at some point. The usual. Anyway, so they're at the airport. Um, Jen calling Dana Fanana. I can't call her anything else now. Dana Fanana didn't even greet her, which is so awkward. Like you're just making, it's very like kiddish. Like very much like I'm just turning 18 and not knowing how to navigate relationships and the world like just say hello <laughs> you're going on the fucking trip anyway I'm honestly Heather on the escalator with the suitcases every time I'm at the airport I'm always falling over my suitcase always falling over I'm almost tripping honestly that's me on an escalator without a suitcase I don't like them um I'm always having to look and it always confuses me because I'm like all right go now <laughs> Like, did you see like the steps going up? You're like, all right. It's like timing double dutch. <laughs> it's like fucking double dutch, but an escalator. And so I don't enjoy them. I'm always tripping up them. Always. Always. I can never be cute in an escalator. I pretend. But no. So that's me. Anyway, um, I was we get Whitney Shade about having to fly domestic because of Jen and her like rules about flying. Honey. Whitney's funny this season. Anyway, so they arrive in San Diego and um, they arrive in, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, my brain is just like pulling up too many windows. I don't need that right now. Okay, anyway, so they arrive in San Diego and Angie's like, Angie K is like, I haven't been on a girl's trip since 1999. And Dana, Dana Fanana, Dana Fanana is like, I've never been on a girl's trip. And I'm like, do you guys live on planet earth? Like, I just, and I know moms will say, like, I just, um, like, I, it's hard for me to have a girl's trip away from my kids. I just hope that I'm not that mom. Like, I want to have girls fucking trips. I want to whoop it up, show my titties, or maybe not show my titties, but just, like, whoop it up with my friends. Like, away from our husbands and our children. I think that that's, like, normal. And so I would like to say that I will have one girl's trip a year with my friends. I think that that's, like, reasonable. Okay, anyway, so they say the Shaw rules, fun rules, whatever, have fun, have fun, and three, don't be a bitch unless you're being a fun bitch, okay? They get to the house, the house is gorgeous, real estate-wise, that marble waterfall island, I love a waterfall island, it just makes the house look so luxurious, um, I think that it was marble, it might have been granite, who knows, um, but it just makes the house look so luxurious, having a waterfall island, and they're very fucking expensive, very fucking expensive, the open air concept with the cabanas in the pool. It didn't really remind me of the Mediterranean, like Lisa said, but it was just a beautiful house. Um, anyway, so they are like talking about the room situation. And Angie K is like, this is like my like my friend's house, and I was able to arrange this. And it's like, so then why weren't Angie and Angie K and Jen just like, okay, let's be co-hosts together? That would make more sense to me. Because then you're just fair, like, you know, you're just like, who the fuck is in charge? She's, they're walking around the house, whatever, whatever. And she's like, Angie K is like, after like walking through the rooms that honestly weren't great. The house, 
I don't know. Like, I just expect so much from... Maybe I expect too much. But the rooms were, like, really small for the most part. And... I mean, really white, which is fine. But just... Oh, anyway, they weren't that great to me. And she's like, I'm taking the master. You guys are welcome to come in here and cuddle. Blah, 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 blah. And Jenna's like, are you in charge? Like, why do you get the master? And then Whitney's like, in her confessional, I think we should give Jen the master. We always give her the master. But we should, especially like now this year, because, I mean, she's potentially going to be in a six by nine jail sale. And now we know like that's not potentially... That is the reality of the situation. So, I mean, it would make sense this season to give it to her. But whatever. Angie K, just whatever. Um, Jen's, of course, being upset about that. You can see it all over Jen's face. Like, you taking the master. Okay. Like, also, let's stop calling it the master. I'm saying it for the sense of this episode. But that's very derogatory now. And it's not proper to call it the master. Like, master's bedroom. Very slave error it's called the primary so i'm gonna need everyone to call it the primary okay if there's anything you learn from this podcast if there's anything you learn from listening to this episode call it the primary all right so i'm gonna call for the primary from now on now that i've set context so angie k and jen are uh basically arguing about who's in charge in this sense, because Angie K is like taking over and Jen's like, this is my fucking trip. I don't know what Angie K's uh, sign is, but they're just very like butting heads at this point. I was weak and it was so awkward. Like, I feel like we could all feel the awkwardness of the room when Jen poured that drink on her head. <laughs> First of all, I would feel so disrespected. Like that's not, even if it's me, if that's me being a fun bitch, that's not something I enjoy. I don't enjoy a drinking poured on me it on my vagina like on when they were in um arizona like that's just not an activity that i enjoy such as a black girl because then i have to wash redo my whole hair and that's gonna take me four hours absolutely no so i would i wasn't mad at angie k being upset and let's call a spade a spade like i probably would name this episode that let's just call a spade a spade jen poured the drink on her head because she was she was upset <laughs> That's just what it was. And so, um, I mean, and also I wonder how the Bravo fans are feeling about this drink being poured on her head. Like, y'all had so much to say when it came to this um, Potomac shit. Like, what about this? Where the drink actually landed on her and on her clothes. Like, <sighs> anyway. So then Jen's like, what? Why? Like, it's, it's fun. Pour your drink on me. And Angie Kay's like, no. And Jen's like, fine, I'll do it. And she poured the drink on her head. Which, all right. She tried to save face. Like, that's what it was. She tried to save face because she did something shitty. Anyway, um, let's moving on. So Lisa and Angie are talking. I don't know why I just got so nasally for a second. Ooh. Okay, so Angie and Lisa are talking. And Lisa's like, that's so fucked up like I should have stood up for you like why didn't I confront Jen like um whatever whatever and um honestly I'm just more upset that she wasted the Coleco I'm not even I mean I'm, I would be upset about the hair and shit but if I was there I'd be like damn why are we wasting champagne good ass fucking champagne Oof. anyway 
So then Angie's like, I'm upset because I threw Coach Shaw's party and I paid for it. And I just feel so disrespected and blah, 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 whatever. I have no opinions on that. I'll have opinions later. So then Dana, Dana, Dana and Heather are talking and Heather or Heather goes into Dana Fanana's room and Heather's just like saying she kind of agrees with Jen for it because of course Dana Fanana being the accountability police over here is like is that was that okay like why didn't no one stick up for Angie and Heather's like I kind of agree with Jen because Angie K needed to shut the fuck up basically and of course because she's ride or die Jen in this scenario because Angie H isn't here I'll say that all right so anyway um, then, um, Jen comes in and is talking to Dana, Fanana, and just like, hey, like, I just want to cut this awkward tension between us, whatever, whatever, and, um, I thought it was supposed to be fun, like, I wasn't trying to, like, be disrespectful, like, I put it on me, like, it just wasn't a big deal, whatever, whatever. So then Heather is saying to Dana, Fanana, like, I know you want to stand up for truth and righteousness, but basically encouraging her to not take it up with Jen on this trip and to pick her battles, <laughs> which... I don't think it was because of, like, the, I think that Heather said that because she just knows how messy it can get. Like, she knows where Jen, what place Jen can go, and they, she just didn't want to have to deal with it. Like, no one wants to deal with it. Just, like, let it the fuck go. Like, I get both sides in the sense that Dana Fanana's like, why do y'all, like, let her do whatever the fuck she wants? But you got to understand people's personalities, too, and sometimes people's personalities don't mix. And so maybe for Heather, like she can deal with it because like, like I have some friends that are a little unhinged and I'm just kind of more on the chill side. Like I don't really like cause a fuss. I'm just like, well, I mean, some of my friends will say I'm not chill. Um, but like just in public, I'm very like chill and go with the flow, even though internally I'm like neurotic. Whereas some of my friends are a little bit like more woo, whoop it up and like crazier and I mean, honestly, it thrills me to have friends that are completely opposite from me. But for some people, it doesn't work. And so, Dana, just mind your, just like, don't, it's none of your fucking business because it didn't happen to you. So, deal with whatever fucking happens to you and move the fuck on. Like, it's not, it's not your battle. Like, is that the hill you want to die on? No. All right. So, lastly, the Sprinter. These damn Sprinter vans and the extension of these damn Sprinter vans. So Whitney cuts the silence. She's like, all right, what needs to be said, basically? And Angie K is like, Angie K is, she came in guns blazing, okay? She's like, Jen, you're making everyone uncomfortable. And Jen's like, what the fuck? Like, what? She wants to, basically wants an apology from Jen. Um, Jen's like, what? Like, I apologize. I thought it was a, it was, like, it was a joke. I didn't really mean malice by it. And then Angie K is like, who in here thought that it was a joke? Raise your hand. No one raises their hand, which is always awkward to me, like, I just don't know. I've never been in a group of people where someone is coming at my friend and like, I've just never been in that situation. So I don't really know how I would be, but I think I would be like, all right, we just need to chill out. Like this is too, like this is getting too deep. Like y'all need to talk about it amongst yourselves. Like, but don't bring it up in this fucking Sprinter van. Like, I feel like that's what I would say. Cause I just don't like shit like that. Like, I don't like anyone like cutting at somebody in front of everybody else. Like, mm -mm, not my friend. We're not doing that today. Not here, not ever. Um, and I think that that, like, 
Like that's the difference there. So then she brings up coach, coach's party and it's like, I paid for it all and you weren't grateful. You're so ungrateful. You didn't even try to reimburse me. And I think that that's tacky to bring up in front of everyone because let's call a spade a spade. You offered your house, Heather said you offered your house and you only offered it because you wanted to be on the show. The, the, the offering and the party wasn't necessary because of Coach Shaw. The party could have been for fucking Easter and you would have been like, all right, like I'll throw it because you wanted to be on the fucking show, Angie K. Like shut up. Anyway, so um, whatever. And then um, just saying like, you can't keep any friendships and it's like, okay, sh- okay. You're just like, now you're just being a bitch. And then Jen be like, I just, um, I said, thank you. I gave you a necklace. And it was like this 5K evil eye necklace, which I did like that necklace. But she didn't, like, it wasn't like a gift. It wasn't like, here, like, thank you so much for that party. I really appreciated it. She had it in her hand. Like, I couldn't put this on. Like, my nails, I couldn't put this on with my nails. Like, but you can have it. (laughs) A hand-me-down fucking gift, which, okay. Yeah. Like, there, there was no good intentions behind that. Uh, I mean, the intentions were good, but there was no thoughts put behind that. Um, So then Jen's like, thank you for throwing the party or whatever. And then Dana interjecting, Miss Interjector. I'm not not calling her Dana Fanan. I'm calling her Dana the Injector because what the fuck? Like, there is no more, you shouldn't sweep your feelings under the bus anymore. Like, under the rug or whatever. I don't even know what I said, what she said. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Because why are you inserting yourself in business that is not yours? You don't even know these fucking people. Ugh. And then, um, and then Angie's like, bitch, <laughs> that was a fight, uh, a, a like fighting words, bitch. That wasn't a bitch. That was a, a fun bitch. That was a bitch. Ooh. And then Jen's like, I threw an 80 K party for Meredith and I didn't get a re- reimbursement. I didn't ask for that. Also for the show, it was for the show. It was the opening episode for the entire fucking Salt Lake franchise. Let's not act like we're doing this from the kindness of our hearts. Anyways, they go on the yacht. Jen's upset. Like, I just, I mean, I get it because it's like she's dealing with so much on top of like her mental health and whatever. Um, And so it's like, yeah, we should like be more caring about her. But it's also like if you are causing issues or you're doing actions that are going to cause me to not play nice, that is your fucking fault. So that's how I feel about that. Um, yeah, we'll just see what, what happens next week. This week was just, I mean, it was really just like champagne gate again. (sighs) I can't deal with another drink throwing, not because it's not entertaining, but because y'all exhaust me. So anyway, that was that. Um, I'm done for the week. I think I'll be doing another solo episode next week because we will still be gone. (laughs) So I might talk a little bit about Winter House next week. So I'm going to watch it um, and probably record like I am now, which is early Friday. Normally, we, normally we record Thursday nights. So I'll probably record again Friday. Um, let's see. Let's end this. Um, you know where to follow us. Pop of color pod. And that's on Twitter and Instagram for more chaos. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are on Apple and on Spotify for all of your lovely listening and we just really appreciate it. Um, I looked this week and 
are listening from Uganda is still listening and I really appreciate that. Tell more of your friends because I would love to have some um, some support in, in my motherland. And um, there was another country, new country, Italy. Was it? No, it was India. So shout out to the India listener. Thanks for listening. And all of the, obviously, American listeners as well. We love you guys and just really appreciate your support. So definitely, if you like us, um, give us a five-star rating and tell a friend tell a friend that we are here. Um, this is it. It's Friday. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I will, of course, be working all weekend because life but just sending everyone like hugs and love and positive energy and just like whatever you're going through just know it's temporary some of you may be listening to this and going through like major transitions or just really confused about life and just going through the motions just trying to wake up every day and be positive and be grateful and just like make it through and so i'm sending you love um and i advise you to just take it step by step Take it step by step, day by day. And remember that yesterday's price is not today's price. And that's just not involving like money. That's involving everything. Yesterday is not today. Don't bring yesterday's shit into today. Okay? And I love you all. And we'll catch you next week. Bye!